Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, to another spooktacular episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. Episode 165 is here, and we are here to celebrate the great holiday of Halloween by colliding the worlds of sports and comics like every single week. This week in sports, oh my god, a lot, a lot of candy to give out this week. NASCAR, NBA, NHL, EPL, MLB, NFL, college football, and maybe something else. But that's a whole hell of a lot of sports. And in comic books this week and entertainment, lots of books to get into. DC, Marvel, AWA, Oni Press, Image, just to name a few, and a lot of DC news. Henry Cavill news, The Rock and Black Adam news. And have I found my new favorite game on the mobile device? All that and then myself and Mark also give our Mount Rushmore of Halloween candy on this week's episode of the Compookies podcast. Let's get it going right now. And welcome back, all you ghosts and ghouls, to episode 165 of the Colin Boogies podcast. Happy Halloween to all uh, to those of you who are listening a week from now. But it is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. Tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Go see Alex over there tomorrow for New Comic Book Day and every Friday and Saturday as well. Or wherever you live out there, please go and support your local comic book stores and go out there and buy your old and new comic books week in and week out. Um, Mark, what's going on, my brother? First first things first, um, happy late birthday to both you and Sean. Hope you guys had a good day. Uh, myself and Sean were just getting back into town from South Carolina on your birthday. So how was, how was the day, man? I was good, man. Uh, by the way, uh, glad you're back safe. Glad you enjoy the Carolinas. And Sean yes, got to celebrate his birthday out there as well. But mm-hmm. I was over here in the Bay. It was fun, man. Got a little bit chilly and windy that day. I know you were uh, talking about how you were leaving the Bay Area and it was going to be a nice 55 degrees in Greenville, South Carolina over there. But over right. here, it got a little bit chilly as well. Um it was pretty fun though, man. I place called Top Golf over here. I mean, they're kind of like nationwide and whatnot. I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of them, but it was my first time going there. I think they built it about a year ago here in San Jose. I looked them up. Mm-hmm. There's only about there's like four of them in California. I saw the one that's up in Sac and Roseville, and then there's like two of them in L.A. and this one in San Jose. And man, it was really really cool. I'm I mean, just you can just go in there. It's like they have TVs that are the size of pretty much like a sports book in Vegas, right? So even if you don't want to play golf, you can just go there in the bar and hang out. And it's just, man, I didn't really know it was that cracking. Um, they really took the idea of just making a, what a driving range and really turning it into like something that is like an event, right? I mean, dude, you can tell there's like, I, I would say probably like 80% of the people in there, they didn't give a damn about golfing, 90% of the people in there. But when you're there on a Saturday night, it's just like a straight little party vibe right three decker there's three different decks of people just shooting off golf balls and the mm-hmm. thing that's cool it is a, it is a little bit pricey and i would say that everything there is cool the bar there's bars on the third floor first floor and like these t there's a there's these tvs that spread between two floors i mean they're huge right um the cool thing though is 
you you pay a little bit more than a regular driving range but if you're like a really avid golfer and you're really into it dude that place like when it's not like a regular driving range it, you look up at the screen after you hit the ball and it's just like watching the the like a golfing event on TV it gives you how like the height of the ball the range how far it went like where it went there's like an RFI chip i think in each ball or something they were saying i think the guy was telling me so it was just a damn cool experience before that we went to benihana's and uh i had my ahi tuna steak uh with sesame <laughs> crust on it and it was mm-hmm. awesome so can't complain all in all it was a very very fun day man nice i mean i've heard of the place um and i do know from experience i haven't been there but i do know from experience that probably calling about like maybe four or five hours before you'd want to go there is probably not the best idea on like a saturday or sunday because like they were packed they didn't have any like you know the half an hour hour windows or whatever available so i was like ah damn like i you know would probably think that you would give it maybe a week at least or at least a couple days uh to book your your time Mm. there especially for like a friday or saturday night you know yeah but not necessarily my wife, she just put in like some reservations when we sat down at Benihana's to eat, like when the guy oh, started, cool. like right before the guy started cooking on the hibachi grill or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, she just put it in. So kind of like well, it was like two and a half, three hours out. So by the time we were done eating and made it over there, we were good to go. So nah, I don't think it was that bad, but could be at sometimes it is getting a little bit chillier season and it was kind mm-hmm. of a windier day that day like i mentioned so yeah but nah, fun times man we're uh we're getting into you know two races left in nascar here we got you know what like probably six or seven games coming up here maybe five in this mlb season right World series approaching us um and yeah, dude, just uh, NFL getting crazy. You know, you look up and then, and you know, the NCAA college basketball or college basketball is about to start. But college football, you look up and there's what, maybe like five weeks left. Like it's getting down to it already again here in college. So, right. You know, the fall's going, winter is approaching and the end of the year is also nearing. So we just got to make the best of it and, uh, you know, keep giving the fans these great episodes and great content for the rest of the year. And just uh, hope to have some fun here on my dad's birthday on the 31st, which is Halloween. I think it might be raining a little bit. I heard I have to keep up oh, on that. Great. Of course it date, is. But I mean, what what a crappy Halloween when it's a rain Monday. I mean, it doesn't make too for too much fun, but I guess we got to make the most of it. Right. Right. Well, I mean, anything to avoid getting my kids sick all over again. So if it's if it's raining, sorry, kids, you're going to trick or treating around the house. Um, I mean, so South Carolina was good. Um, even though there was a freeze warning, I you know, we definitely packed for like a winter weekend, but it wasn't needed. Like during the nighttime, yeah, it got down into like the, the low 30s, you know. But then once the sun came out, like it 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 heated up really easily. Like it was different than California, where it seems like it takes a little while for it to heat up after a really a cold morning. But no, man, like once it was 30 degrees at 6 a.m. when the sun's down, and then the sun's up, and by 7:30, 8 o'clock, it's like, oh, I can wear like shorts and a t-shirt. Like it's not that bad at all. So it was really like, you know, like when my buddy says, oh, there's a freeze warning. I think their definition of a freeze warning is is definitely different. But the lake that we went to in North Carolina was beautiful. Even the drive was beautiful. It was like about an hour and five minutes away. Um, some funny stories, you know, definitely. Um, uh, I will I will tell one about the the gentleman. I forgot what his name was, but he was up in uh, Easley, South Carolina. 
So the five of us easily. were going easily. So five of us, there was like six or seven groomsmen, but only five of us were able were there at the time to go try our, our tuxes on. And so we're going to the um into the tuxedo shop, and the guys, you know, points us in the right direction. There's only four uh changing room so i was the one i was moving a little slow that morning a little bit of hungs a little bit of hungover from the night before partying too much you know it was my first night i you know you know not too bad but definitely a a slow morning so as i'm waiting there i'm the odd man out of the changing rooms and the guy's like so you boys from easley i was like oh no no sir we're not we're uh, some of the guys from california <laughs> and he goes california oh you guys so oh, man california y'all got that joe biden gas and i was like oh it, it took every bit of me to not just bust out laughing i was like yeah yes yeah, sir yep gas is expensive i was like yeah about double what you guys got out here so it was a pretty funny story but yeah what was the, the going uh, rate what was the going rate out there uh 320 330 something like that so it was nice to you know and then um the the rental car that we got the convertible mustang wasn't ready because something was wrong with like the axle and the tires and everything so i was like ah oh, damn kind of worked out because we brought maddie and so the guy's like okay i have a um gmc sierra a dodge ram and a this new jeep gladiator that you can choose from i was like oh cool like let's go take a look the first car i got to was a jeep gladiator and i was like oh i'm done like i'm I'm taking this one i don't know if you've seen what a jeep gladiator looks like you might want to look it up on your phone or on on the side screen but it was it just all white jeep gladiator was badass it was like a jeep wrangler but like a truck style dude that thing oh that badass. thing yeah dude, it was badass dude and of course damn it's like they have that yeah dude they had just gotten it and um you know had an alabama uh, license plate so it was roll tide all the way down south carolina up to north carolina so it's sec the, country mm-hmm. just but definitely the wedding was beautiful congratulations again to uh deanna and steve uh wish you guys nothing but the best but yeah let's move on man um i, I will say that when we always used to talk about october and being the best sports month ever, to me that definition is now different. You know, like when like when we talked about, oh, you know, it's the best month for sports in is October. You know, the end of baseball season. Then you got hockey and basketball starting. Like, man, my definition has definitely changed. Like, no one gives a shit about the NBA until Christmas Day. You know, like nobody like, okay, if you're an avid basketball fan or if you have a fantasy or if you're a gambler, fine. But like the 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 nonchalant fans, they don't give a crap about it until like the Christmas Day games and they start to maybe try to, you know, pay attention. But like the regular season has definitely lost its edge in the NBA the last 10, 15 seasons. The NHL, I mean, unfortunately, personally for us, since the Sharks aren't that good right now, we care less about the beginning of the of the regular season. Um, Although they have tied it up two two here live in the third. It's nineteen minutes left to go. About a whole period. Oh, Sharks cool. two two against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So, you know, but they're a little bit more promising than last year, though. I'll tell you that much. They started. What the hell? They're, they're like one in five, one in six to start the year. They suck. They may be worse than last year. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I just feel like it's more promising, though. You know, right. it's like it's like cause like I said, it's like have they hit rock bottom in my you know, I don't know if it's rock bottom yet, but they're getting mm-hmm. close if they're not there. And it's like I'm the type of optimistic guy where, you know, I let them junkyard dogs. They can only go up. Right. So. Right. Playing good but, here against Golden Knights, I guess. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. The only the only thing I'm trying to say is over the past five years or so, I have replaced the NBA and NHL with NASCAR, the end of NASCAR playoffs and 
um, EPL season as far as why October is the best sports month. It's not because of football and baseball playoffs and then NBA and NHL. No, it's NASCAR and it's EPL, right? You have, especially this year, October, November, bro, you have at the end of next uh, month is the World Cup too. Oh, well, Merry I think fr- we Merry freaking Christmas at the end of that World Cup. Hell yeah. I think we just had that sports equinox, didn't we? Which was on Saturday, I believe, when you have games in all four of the major American sports leagues. It's just the right. It must have been Sunday then because NFL. So I'm thinking it was Sunday or was it Thursday? Thursday, th- Sunday th- or Monday. Yeah, I think it was Thursday because we had Thursday night football. We had MLB and then we had NBA and then we had NHL. Okay. But on the contrary to that, I think that you could have added, I think there were some soccer games that morning as well. I'm not sure if it was EPL or UCL or, but man, I I remember seeing that that morning and I was like, man, sports equinox for sure. Because not just the top four American sports, we're getting a bunch of soccer today. We're getting, I think it was probably college football too. So man, just uh, like you mentioned, great times. I mean, shoot. And then if it was Sunday too, if you had any any of those games on Sunday, you had the NASCAR race as well. That's it. Yep. Over there in Miami Homestead, we'll get into that uh, you know, fabulous race yeah, later. I'm sure we will. Yeah, I'm sure we will. will. Okay, so let's get into um, – I told you in pre-production we could probably rail through these four sports uh, fairly quick just because it's the beginning of their seasons. And, well, and of course, we'll end with MLB. Um, but the NBA so far in the year, I know the Warriors were uh, got you know handled tonight in Phoenix. My brother's over there, so he was probably the one. He'll probably say to to, to us later tomorrow, like, "Oh, I shouldn't have went. <laughs> I was I was the reason why they lost, right?" So, I mean, so so far in in the season, ha- have you seen anything, you know, anything we're um, talking about? You know, like any any storylines is what I'm t- trying to say. Yeah, I mean, I think there's actually a lot of storylines. I was talking about this with my buddy yesterday, and he kind mm-hmm. of vouched for me as well. I mean, dude, it's like. The West, again, is stacked. You got Portland Trailblazers, which actually, if you look at my hat, congrats, uh, thank you to my cousin. This says she's from Portland, and she actually brought me this hat. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, is that is that like an official – is that just P for Portland, or is it like a Portland sports gear, team? like PortlandGear.com, and it's oh, okay. like just the P. And what makes it cool is if you look in the middle of the P, actually, for those that are live with us, um, the middle of the P is actually the outline of the state of Oregon. Which is, uh, I thought it was a cool oh, hat, okay. like the way it fits my head, and it's just fitting, I guess. I didn't plan it, but yes, the Portland Trailblazers are sitting atop of the West at 4-0. and But, dude, yeah. the West is stacked, man. I, I, dude, let's, yeah, just, dude. let's just put it this way. <laughs> if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, the Warriors wouldn't even be in it. They're the ninth nope. seed right now, right? I mean, dude, just look at the West. You got Portland coming back with a vengeance 4-0. San Antonio. Utah been playing damn good. Phoenix just beat the Warriors today. The Pelicans, although there was a scare with um, Zion Williamson the other day, but of course, he's, he, yeah, exactly. Of course there was, but he's okay. They're sitting at three and one here, and you know I think they're gonna be pretty good too. They were pretty good last year with that pickup of C.J. McCollum. Obviously they got Brandon Egram that plays really good for them. I think they got the holiday. Uh, was it Drew Holiday? So they're pretty good too. And if Zion can stay healthy and play good, they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Obviously Memphis Grizzlies three and one. They were the number two seed last year. The Warriors obviously eventually took them out, but 
they're going to be no slouches. The Denver Nuggets, this is a team that I think some of the professional bettors were putting the most money on preseason, pre-flop to well, win the whole thing or advance to the oh, wow. finals. Um, uh, you know, you hear on VSIN, uh, one of the commercials with uh, uh, Polly Howard and um, what's his name? I can't the morning guys. Right. And he's mentioning that. Uh, and it's true, man. He said, like, Denver was like giving like the Warriors and like a run for their money. And they were playing pretty damn good last year with a JV team. Right. And pretty much like now they're getting Porter back. They're getting uh, Jamal Murray back. Did you see this dude? Codwell Pope. He was balling that night that they played the Warriors. He couldn't mm-hmm. miss. So he's a great addition. I think I really actually like the Nuggets. I'm, I think they're going to be really, really good. Timberwolves as well. Oh, Dude, it's no. crazy. Look at those Lakers. Love it. Oh, the Lakers just have so many issues. Did you see Russ go like 0-3 or 0-4-11 or something from the field that one game? It's, like just the only, it's, just, it's just a show that it's like a train wreck that you just can't look away from. Like I, I've seen those videos where it's like yeah, a split show. screen where he goes and then, and then Anthony Davis and LeBron James are like, you know, putting their hands out like, oh, pass it. Like, you know, let's set up a play. And he just goes straight for a short, you know, pull up jumper. He misses it. And they're just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, so, so the Clippers, dogs. too, with Kawhi back. And then we got the Mavericks that aren't going to be no slouches either, dude. The West is going to be scary. But I'm actually excited, you know. I'm excited for the parody. We come in right. so many times. And I said this when um, I've been saying this, you know, obviously because of the Phillies. that so We'll get into that sport later. But the Phillies made the World Series basically because the MLB put in an extra wild card team this year, right? Um, and it's very mm-hmm. rare, and I say it, I think, you know, maybe like the last couple years, maybe it's been twice that it's happened. I remember Boston a couple years ago, but it's very rare that the best team in baseball actually wins, you know, the World Series. Um, True. 110 wins doesn't even guarantee you a trip to the World Series, as we can see with the Dodgers over and over again. So, um, thank God Alex isn't on here again this week, but... <laughs> Nonetheless, dude, it's kind of like different from the NFL and NBA, right, where you kind of have like a couple favorites that come into the season and they're usually the ones that win it. I think that this year in the NBA, it's actually looking a little bit different. It's actually looking a little bit more like the MLB to me, um, in my opinion. Right. And just uh, with the West, like I mentioned, the East is also Milwaukee's damn good. Boston, you see even losing their damn coach, but they're still balling. They got Brogdon, so that was a huge upgrade for them. Um, but, dude, like at Hawks, Toronto, the Bulls. Look, the Bulls, the Nets, the 76ers, the Heat, these were all playoff teams last year. They're kind of struggling here. I think 76ers will pick it up a bit. We'll see what Brooklyn has. They always seem to be kind of lackluster as well, and they can uh, – with that star-studded power that they have, I'd like to see more out of them. But, man, uh, I'm excited. I really am, man. Just give us your thoughts. I'm going to pull up some numbers here for us, give you guys some futures, see who's, like, leading the pack. Um, I hope no one's still putting money on the Lakers. To, uh, no, hopefully not. But, dude, I, I think I saw I think I think saw the, the best odds, or not the best, but the higher, you know, the, the favorite, I think, was Boston to win the championship. I think I think Boston was number one. Well, last— was probably, like before the se- morning or yesterday. Okay, because I don't think I've checked really since the before the season started, and I think mm-hmm. when I checked when the season started, it was pretty much what like uh, the Clippers and Boston and uh, the the I mean the Warriors and the Nets right. I think that were up there. 
So kind of like still about the same thing. You're right. Celtics and Warriors, which were your finalists last year from the East and the West here, sitting at about uh, six to one with the Clippers there as well. The Bucks, you know, these teams are all kind of uh, uh, bunched together here. And then you got like you got the top four, the Celtics, the Warriors, mm-hmm. the Clippers and the Bucks. Those are going to be your uh, top teams here, according to the odds. Phoenix a little bit lower, even though they just beat the Warriors today. But they're about 10 to 1, 9 to 1 for the Nets. Philly, yeah. 12 to 1. But, uh, man, I think there's still good value in Denver, man. If, if there's any team I'd be looking for value before they like kind of find their niche and really take off, uh, I could be wrong here. But, you know, Denver at anything above 15 to 1, which um, – yeah, that seems are these that seems kind of like pretty good still from Denver. Mm-hmm. See, man. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, we have a, a long season ahead of us. We'll go ahead and check in probably towards Thanksgiving in a few weeks. So definitely check in and see if those odds have updated and of course the standings. Um, let's get into the NHL just really quick, just to run down the first. I want to say teams have played between six and eight games so far this year. The Sharks actually mark. OK, fine. If they win tonight, they'll be three and six. So not the worst. They'll have six points, not the worst in the league. Plenty of teams below them. Um, you have the Boston Bruins at six and one top team in the league. And then, of course, back in the West, you have two teams in the Pacific Division, Calgary and Vegas, uh, with 10 points, both of them just with five wins. Uh, my second favorite team, Seattle Kraken, sitting there at third place in the Pacific Division with eight points. So. <laughs> And you're defending um, Colorado Avalanche, still up there, nine points, four wins, two losses, and an overtime loss. So have you watched any Sharks? I've I've actually, you know, done what I usually do with hockey, right? And and I haven't gotten a chance to do it with basketball because I was on vacation last week. But definitely hockey has been the one where, you know, if nothing else is on, then I'll put it on in the background and just kind of have it play. And I can, you know. I, I like this. I love the sound of 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 crashing boards and and stopping, you know, uh, you know, and the ice spraying and slap shots and stuff and tinking of the of the goalposts and the crossbar. Love all those sounds. So even if I'm not watching it, hockey is one of my favorites to just you know listen to, whether it be on TV or on radio. Love Dan Rusinowski on the radio over here uh, for the Sharks. Yeah, and a lot of these uh, national broadcasters aren't too shabby themselves Ooh, either. Who's that one national? That, the guy yeah, on NBC is uh, yeah, he's yeah, great. amazing. What's his? Yeah, he's great. It's he's got Marley that. Scott. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? The, how did he do the guy that I that from the king? Uh, who was the guy from the Kings that I always talk about back in the day that always used Drew to Doughty? just kill? Dude, yeah, yeah, Joe Dowdy. Yeah. Dowdy. That guy's yeah. voice is just freaking. It just always sticks in my head. Mm-hmm. The Colorado Avalanche here, Mr. Michael, about four to one. The your favorites here to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, you're obviously your winners from last year. Uh, the Calgary Flames, seven to one. Panthers, who would have thought? The Florida Panthers, nine to one. Dude. Carolina, <laughs> right? Maple Leafs, nine to one. Hurricanes, that's a team from Maple Carolina. Leafs, you can go ahead, you can go ahead and just knock them out. Just, just forget it. Toronto's not winning anything. Sorry, the curse lives on. Well, Canada, yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning, 14 to 1. Um, okay. You're back to back winners before last season. 
Rangers 15 to 1. Your Bruins are 15 to 1. This is from covers.com. I'm looking at these right here, but yeah. dude, the San Jose Sharks, you don't even want to know, man. Uh <laughs> plus a million. Is it like Leicester City numbers? <laughs> yeah, pretty damn close, but um a lot of these teams, man, like that used to, be, you know, the you know the Ducks aren't, you know, No, Ducks are not good. Canucks are not good. Yeah, the Kings aren't really that, you know, world beaters either, so let me, I'm I'm guessing um Detroit's still bad, right? Well, Detroit, their odds here, you know, eighty to one. Yeah. So man, probably better in the last two seasons, but yeah. So I mean, again, if you if you want to talk about a league not having much parity, you know, uh, man, the NHL is looking like this year from from the looks of the odds, it's looking like it's gonna be like a four or five rate uh, team race, right? Right. And I think the NBA might be a little bit more exciting. Of course, we well, can't you know always what? say that, but when NHL oh. gets down to these damn playoffs, they're always exciting. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I'll be the first to eat my words if that comes to fruition. Where if just one of these top five teams preseason wins it, and someone that was like preseason eight or ten wins in the NBA, so I will be the first uh, on this microphone to say, okay, you got me. But let's yeah. move on to the uh, pitch, though. All right, let's do the EPL. So let's see. We have through, I'd say, 11, 12, yeah, 11 or 12 games so far. So fairly, very early in the season still, Arsenal sits atop the table um, at, with 28 points, uh, followed by Manchester City at 26. Tottenham is still up there with 23. Newcastle. Newcastle will be the fourth and final team going to the Champions League next season with 21, uh, and Chelsea also 21. Man U is right there at sixth place with 20, and looks like what's that? Six, seven, eighth is Liverpool with 16. As far as the uh, the goal differential is concerned, not a surprise. Like most every single season, Manchester City far and above anybody else with a plus 25, followed by of course Arsenal plus 14. So even this early in the season, they're just scoring. Uh, you know, goals in just bunches. So yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, I'm a huge Liverpool fan. It's uh, kind of bittersweet to see them, you know, get that win over Man City, right? That one-zero right. win, and then just follow that up with the with a loss to where was it? Who did they lose to? Was it Nottingham Forest? I think they lost to in the during the they week. They lose or, something. or did they or, or they might have tied, right? No, they lost. They won. They beat Man City 1-0 and then they lost 1-0 and I'm just like you got to be what kidding me, man. It's just uh They're not they, Nottingham. They're in free. Oh my god, they're in for last place. <laughs> let me see here. Was Their it relegation? Not- can yeah, you check that score? Yeah, it, was it was Nottingham, right? They lost to last place Nottingham. That's what I'm right, saying. So, they right, just so they uh, beat Man City, then they beat West Ham 1-0, and then they lost to Nottingham Forest, who are down there with Wolves. What the hell? Wolves are in relegation right now with Leeds and Nottingham Forest. Leicester City's right down there, too. Some of these more surprising teams. Everton's in the bottom. Eh, Everton, that's right where they usually are. <laughs> So I, yeah. I, I, I've been saying this, right? I mean, Liverpool, I know, wasn't going to be uh, with losing Mane. And like I've said before on this podcast, obviously right. trying to uh, battle injuries as well and trying to, you know, get some of these newly acquired guys into the mix. Darwin Nunez mm-hmm. got his first goal uh, a couple of uh, days ago. Um it's just, uh, I mean, I'd have to say R- Roberto Firmino was actually playing pretty good for them. He's got a couple goals, and he, he's been keeping them pretty grounded as well, a veteran on that team. 
but man, they just got even with their woes, they got a 20 to one chance here still to win the odd to win the league. But yeah, you're right. Manchester City, the only team you have to pay one to four, which is minus 400 to get you one hundred dollars back. Arsenal next at six to one. They might be your closest competitor. Anybody else? Liverpool, 20 to one. Tottenham, 25 to one. Chelsea, 25 wow. to one. It's just, man, where's the, I mean, the, this, the league of the, of the English premier league is always touted as like the most, uh, you, you know, the league with the most parody, right. And the league that is most, uh, contending and that, you know, the, what's the word I'm looking for? They're most, um, you know, the one with the most parody, right? Like there's the just team. more variety of teams yeah. that can actually, you know, yeah. win when like Germany and Italy and France, it's like, Oh, is it this team or that team? It's more it's the most competitive league, right? Right. Out of like the bigger ones in Europe. But what I'm seeing lately, these last couple years, and Manchester City is kind of, you know, proving that it's just Mm -hmm. it's not. I mean, Liverpool got that one win. I think Chelsea as well. But it's uh, it's really like Man City in a league of their own, especially since they got Holland lately. It's just what an acquisition we knew it was going to be. But go ahead. No, I think it's more parity maybe in the top four. I think I think um, there's conversations throughout the season that, you know, at a certain point, Man City's like, eh, well, they're probably going to win the Premier League. So let's see who's going to fight for two, three and four. Right. So and the, there's, and there's probably more of a shake up around there, you know, because you, you still have Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man U, Tottenham. You, you know, I might be forgetting somebody else, but or, or like Leicester the last couple of years, they've been up there, out of there, up there, out of there. So, you know, definitely more parity with the top four rather than the champion itself even though like liverpool has won one um one or they were right they won the premier league yeah like, they, chelsea like won two. last year two years ago right so i mean it's not every year man city but yes you're right it's it's less parity than i think that they make themselves out to be yeah um and then you know this this year is going to be a little bit weird too in my opinion right because you gotta you're gonna have this huge break coming up here in a probably pretty soon right for the World Cup, because I would think they're going to start maybe two weeks, kind of, right. you know, in a couple they weeks. Travel I mean, over there too, right? The soccer world is going to be on pause here in a couple weeks, so um, yeah, true. I mean, we'll have to see. We got, we still got games coming up here. Obviously, uh, you know, um, your your Manchester United is playing West Ham here. Arsenal, I, I'd probably put all the money you got on Arsenal here playing Nottingham Forest on Sunday. <laughs> Nottingham's going to be yeah. Liverpool, the against, Liverpool against Leeds. We got Chelsea playing the, the Seagulls, uh, Leicester playing Man City, but these are all games. And then yeah. uh, pretty much we got um, we got a games on the 5th of November, and I think it takes a break after that. Well, yeah, because it's the 20 something, right? World Cup. So that's. Oh, no, wow. Good. I'm seeing I'm seeing we still got two games on the 13th of Sunday. I don't know if they're makeup games, but the Aston Villa and the Seagulls and okay. Fulham and Manchester well, United actually weeks. play on the 13th. That's still well, actually on weeks. the on the 12th, too. So, yeah, man, that's crazy. So, yeah, that gives them two weeks about to mm-hmm. about 10 days because I know Portugal plays on the 24th for the World Cup. Yeah. So going to have about 10 days off man well, i probably, thought they give right. them more time 
Yeah, it's a good thing and it's and it's a bad thing, right? You you want them to get you know acclimated to the area, to their to their team that they're gonna be playing with, hopefully for up to a month, you know. But at the same time, you want to keep them warm. You don't want to have them not playing and not not you know what I'm saying yeah for, for too too long. And, and then, I don't think these leagues really give a damn anyway. I mean, these leagues well, are yeah, paying true. so much money for their players and now for their leagues to be. Yeah, they don't. Come on, I mean, these leagues don't want to extend the season into like July, right? Oh, and it's God, like no. it's not. It's not their fault that, you know, it's so damn hot in Dubai that that they right. won the bid. This had to happen to like every league around the world. <laughs> That's it true, because usually because usually it's in the off season. You're right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so let's get into the last quick sport. Um, what do you think, man? Phillies, man, they take care of the, your, your Padres, the Astros. Yeah, they like, did. They freaking murdered the Yankees. They haven't <laughs> lost a game in the postseason yet. So. So what do you think, man? I mean, this is our one chance to talk about the World Series because even if there is a Game 7, um, just with our how our schedules um, are working with Halloween and everything, and then I'm picking up the new puppy next Tuesday, November 1st, so we will not be uh, recording ne- an episode next week. So next Saturday, before we would record the next you know, two days later on Monday, it's over. Even if it goes a full game seven, this is the last, this is the one and only episode that we get to talk about it. So what say you for the Phillies and the Astros? Astros are the home team on Friday, uh, the 28th of October for game one of the 2022 World Series. You're looking at the Houston Astros here, Michael, about a 190, 180 uh, series favorite to win the whole okay. series. You can get the Philadelphia Phillies right now at uh, about mm, – plus 150 plus 160 if they lose that first game it's obviously probably going to give you a little bit better odds if you like the Phillies maybe I'd wait there um this game's crazy dude uh this series is crazy who would have thought I mean obviously the Astros you could have probably thought that but with the the Yankees as good as they were and you know people just thinking that they probably would have made it Mm-hmm. And just with the Phillies, uh, basically the only reason the Phillies are here, like I mentioned earlier, is because, you know, the MLB put in an extra game for the playoffs here. And Phillies, I think with 80-something wins, here they are. And, uh, man, like you mentioned, they took out my San Diego Padres here. Um, I thought they would have had it. But I think San Diego just got caught with the, with the honey with the hangover of being so excited to beat their rivals and, you know, that AL, the NLDS here against the 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 Lakers I mean the Lakers the the Dodgers mm-hmm. so maybe they were just riding their high horse and they just maybe weren't ready for the Phillies like that just because the Phillies also had the least amount of wins from any playoff team I think that went into this playoffs this year doesn't mean that they're not good right obviously they're making moves and they have made moves in the past for you know exa- acquisitions of Bryce Harper you know they got pretty good pitching they got Aaron Nolan there and just uh you know, they're they're not no slouches. I'll tell you that much. And I think that you know, Houston. They have what's crazy is Houston hasn't even lost a game this postseason yet. I think they're like what three seven and zero oh? because they swept they swept um they swept the Yankees for those four games and then I they swept the other team. But who do they play? They played was it Seattle, right? Yeah, they swept Seattle three games. That one game mm-hmm. that went like two game two or three that went like eighteen innings or something like that. Yeah, so two yeah, full they're games. like Jesus. they're like seven and zero in the postseason. So I mean, if if they sweep Philly, which I find it highly highly undoubtful that could happen, but doubtful to happen. 
you never know. But the Phillies, I think what's crazy here is there's so much money riding, as you can tell by my picture in the back. Uh, there's so much money actually riding on the Houston Astros this year that I think it's going to be like the biggest ever hit that Vegas will ever take in any single sporting event. I think it's upwards of 75 million or more. I'm not even sure if 75 million is just, I think it is. I don't know. I'm not exactly if 75 million is just a certain like mattress Mac and some of the bigger people, or if it's like just Vegas wide, whatnot, but dude, right. uh, 75 million is a big number. So you know how some of this stuff works, dude. Um, don't be surprised if uh, Philly ends up winning this thing and Mr. Mattress Mac again uh, gets denied of uh, being to give his customers down there at the Galleria in Houston, Texas, some uh, oh, discounted furniture for his, uh, his uh, well-loved uh, customers. So, yeah, I just uh, I don't know, man. It's like this is that one. Like, who do you root for? People still pissed off at the Astros. Um you know, people are going to still have their own uh, conspiracy theories on how are you still so damn good? Uh, like, you know, being undefeated so far in the playoffs doesn't help at people right. aspiring to that as well. But um, I think it's going to be pretty good. I think the Phillies have what it have something that it takes to kind of compete with uh, with Houston. And I think Houston kind of has to come down to earth a little bit as well and uh, have a couple losses. And um, those Philly fans are crazy. So we'll see when games, you know, when three and four go over there and possibly five. But um, just uh, who do you like, Mike? Uh, I've been kind of long winded here. Give me. No, give me your I mean, and whatnot. Yeah, I, I just I just don't see Houston losing this. I just don't see. I think Mattress Mac finally uh, cashes his ticket. I would say, man, I, I would say that the domination continues. I don't want to say a sweep. So I'd, I'd give Houston or I, I give Philadelphia, excuse me, one win, maybe two. So I'd say Houston in five or six for sure. Well, why? I mean, like, does everyone I, think that, I mean, I don't know. I just I mean, think I, that Philly has a little bit more to offer than what people think. Right. No, I know. I mean, but they're, they're riding, a, you know, on a little bit of a high, right? They're riding on a little bit of a high right now. And I just think that the consistency is going to pay off for um, for Houston. They've been consistently one of the best teams, if not the best team, especially the second half of the season. You know, when New York was winning a game, winning games, and all of a sudden we're checking on on Major League Baseball once a month here on the podcast, and we're like, well, there's Houston. Well, there's Houston. So That Verlander guy, man, I'll tell you, just uh... – right. Wherever he seems to go, he just uh, just talk about an MVP, right? It's just mm-hmm. uh, where that guy goes, it just seems like right. You and, know. and you know, and, and you know, and the Phillies are they played under 500 away from home this year. They were 40 and 41 on the road this year, so not yeah. a very good not a very good record on the road. And then you know, Astros are probably this is probably the best record at home, fifty five and twenty six. Maybe the Yankees had a better record than them at home, but come on now. But do you but don't you like how I mean you've been watching baseball, you played it your whole life, you watched right. it your whole life. You know it gets different in these tense situations, man. It's you know I think small ball tries to come into play a lot of get them on, get them over, get them in. 
a lot of bunts and stuff. Like the game changes, right? Mm-hmm. right? And I think the game's going to change even more, right? Didn't they say last year that they're going to announce or, or next year that they're going to have like no shifting? It's going to be like illegal to do that Stupid. shift and whatnot, right? I mean, that's part Stupid. of the defense, right? I, I, it is what it is, but it's, I mean, without shifting and whatnot, uh, um, just I think that's like the M, like, the playoffs is just completely different. And, you know, I guess if you're going to say that I'm going to root for the underdog, well, I guess I am. But right. sometimes I don't even feel like with with some well, of these guys that they acquire that they would be like huge underdogs. But I mean, I guess to any to Houston, anybody is right. I don't know. It's right. just, um, I mean, Philadelphia has to hit, you know, they're in the I mean, well. Their their hitting was consistent all season. Their pitching is the thing that has to step up. They were middle of the pack in in team earn run average and WHIP and in opponents batting average, um, but the hitting has to stay consistent. Also, you know they were seventh in runs scored, eighth in batting average, sixth in slugging, top ten in on base percentage. So so the offense needs to stay on track, and then the and pitching needs to be more of, uh, you know than what it was in the regular season against this uh, lineup. It's crazy, right? Houston loses a few guys, and they're you know and they're not banging trash cans anymore. That you know you would think not wearing any wires or whatever, you know, but they're still doing the damn thing, dude. It's freaking crazy. Yeah, and with Philly, I mean Zach Wheeler, Noah Syndergaard, Zach Eflin, right? Um, like I mentioned, right. Nola. I mean they got like pitching they got squad it's just uh you know gene segura is a good hitter obviously i mentioned you know uh harper schwarber um we'll see right. nick castellanos he's decent uh he's pretty good man so uh i don't know dude i probably have to you know i put like i put some pizza money probably on philly just because i mean you're the under, value the, for it the, you know the value the underdog and just the whole kind of going with the suits like your brother likes to say kind of rolling with vegas man i just i think vegas does not want to lose 75 i don't know man you know funny things happen when all the when when a lot of money is on one side so right we'll see dude but that security better be extra careful in houston if some random people are sneaking in some trash cans into that in that astro dugout and the one thing i will admit that i i love what i love about like playoff and a world series baseball is like the mm-hmm. way the like fox and like the camera crew they're always like getting the fans dude the fans sometimes are see, the expressions of some of these fans in the stands are just right. great in fox and whatnot they've just been doing a great job at capturing the emotions of the fans and when they go to commercial and even when they're not in commercial like when the play when the when the pitchers like in between pitches sometimes they'll go and look at the agony of the face of the <laughs> right. fan and it's just like, the stress and the, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's great dude it's, we've right. been there too you know we've oh, been there at watching the, sure. that be that stressful against Verlander and whatnot at the Oakland Coliseum, but it's uh, it, it, it's I, I really enjoy the playoffs, you know, I, even without the A's obviously being any good and whatnot, but um, I enjoy the emotions and the the America's pastime and still one of the only sports that's not with a clock, you know. I love baseball because it's about getting out. You're not playing a clock. You're just although, playing. Although pitchers yeah. have a clock now. That is right. God, All the pitchers have a right. clock. <laughs> yeah, they put <laughs> they put them on the clock. So we'll see if the 87 win, not even 90 win, Philadelphia Phillies can pull off this upset. I will say that the Phillies played their last three regular season games in Houston. 
They won. The oh, first really? Game. They won the first game and they lost the last two. So some recent games against, uh, you know, between these two teams and at Minute Maid Park. So we shall see. But I think I'm going f- final pick. I'm going Astros in. I'm sorry, dude. Astros in five. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What you got? Um. Because we can't talk about this until the, like this whole yeah is we over can't in two, in two Mondays. <laughs> Phillies in six, baby. Let's go. Oh, God. Let's, let's go. Right, Philly, right. Philly fans are Philly fans. They got uh they got um uh, they got the Phillies right now. They got uh the they got uh Jalen Hurts right now balling. Right. Yeah. Uh, they just they just they just need the seventy sixers to pick it up a little bit like I mentioned earlier. Right. And the Flyers, too. All right, let's do it. Um, so moving right along, this is a long-ass sports section, but here we go. NASCAR. So do we really need to say much about that race? I mean, Kyle Larson absolutely obliterated the field. They said that if that race went cautionless, that um, Kyle Larson would have won by two and a half laps. It was like either the whole race or like the beginning of the third stage and on. If there was no cautions left, Kyle Larson was so fast that it, if it took his lap average, Martin Truex Jr. would have finished two and a half laps behind Kyle Larson. So he takes his third win of the season. Obviously, it doesn't do jack shit for his individual uh, cause because he's already out of the playoffs. But the owner's uh, championship, they're automatically in the play or in the finals going into Phoenix. So that's pretty cool. And now we're on to the paperclip. Anything to say about Miami Homestead, uh, Mark? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if, if how easy it would have been for Larson if if Truex would have been able to see his pit stall and not you know check right. up like that. I guess, but yeah, I think sucked. it would have been. I think it would have. I still think Larson probably would have been the victor of just how good he is on that track through history and just how good he was performing last it's Sunday. His, it was only his first win though. It's weird. Yeah, you know, I, I was surprised that Tyler Reddick didn't do as good on that track. Obviously, he had right. that incident and um, but uh, in the race, yeah. Byron, I'm very surprised at him. Kind of upset, surprised and upset. I obviously mm-hmm. took him as one of my bets to finish in the top five. He was a uh, um, top, you know, I, I liked him for top five. I thought it was pretty good value there. And I think it was like above a little bit approaching three to one in the bet. And um. I saw value there, and dude, I, I felt like I was right the whole race. The dude was like top three the whole race, and then you get right. into the, you got he got into third stage three, and I don't know what happened, man. His just uh, his car started mm-hmm. to fall apart on him, and uh, kind of disappointing there. I should have probably just took Larson for the win and stage and all that crap, but uh, <laughs> right. Nonetheless, um, I also took Chase Elliott to finish above uh, Hamlin, another guy who was like top five, six, seven all day. And then just those, I bet on the wrong Hendrick car, right? The two Hendrick yeah. cars that I put the, my money on, they just, they were the ones that, you know, kind of evaporated in the later portions of that race. But Cause you just don't, you, like, you just don't know how those guys are going to want to perform, right? Like, but, but then again, we've seen with this next gen car and all these playoff races, I, I think the majority of these race winners have been non-playoff drivers, like more often than not so far in these playoffs. We had one whole round, like the round of 16, the round of 12, all three winners were non-playoff drivers, like Eric Jones, Bubba Wallace, and like, and I think maybe, uh, who was it? Was it Reddick after he'd already been eliminated? Something like that, right? So it's it's, it's so it's so weird uh, this season I, trying, trying to handicap these races, right? I still want to see a non-championship four driver win at Phoenix, though. 
that I probably know, right? will. <laughs> probably will never happen. That's that's the one consistency that we've seen over the last couple of years, whether it was at Miami or uh, in Phoenix. But I will say uh, some recency bias that we have some of these playoff drivers not really sure if they're racing for their life. I think I think Blaney is still in the top four or if he's not, then he has a almost uh, average finish of top, a top five over the last seven races over there at the paperclip. Joey Logano, who knows how he's going to. I'd probably stay away from any kind of matchup or group, uh, you know, that he's a part of, even though he has a very strong finishes. Same with Martin Truex Jr., Keselowski, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch. I mean, the first guy that comes to mind that's still a playoff driver, you have Chase Elliott and William Byron. Both of those guys have a win over the last seven races there. But, you know, Kyle Larson, he does okay. He does okay. Danny Hamlin, top 15 as far as the last seven races. You know, who else do you have? You know, Christopher Bell, he's racing for his life, it seems like. 17th, uh, you know, over the last five races. So, yeah. Looking I mean, very, Bell yeah, is going to have to win. I think Blaney's almost having a win. Isn't Denny Hamlin out of the top four, too? He has five wins all time in 33 races. He has a lot of experience. Let's see. Let's hope, hope for his sake that what happened last year doesn't happen again this year. When Alex Bowman, remember Alex Bowman raced him hard. Alex Bowman, he won the race, and then he was trying to do his donut, and Denny Hamlin got cut in front of him. Like, uh-uh, <laughs> you ain't doing no donut. I remember that. That was pretty funny. He had advanced to the finals, where of course Larson won that, uh, you know, the won the race in Phoenix, but uh, he still wanted that win. He was still pissed off. So we'll see. Plenty, new, plenty. New car, new car as well, though. So. Right. Yeah, it's it's just it's just so weird. Yeah. Truex, and it's weird because Truex had such a shitty year, and then, you know, but of course, of course it's that. Of course it's a little bit of him breaking because he can't see his, you know, the sun's in his eyes. Of course it's something like that that ends his day or at least takes away his chances to win a race at, you know what I'm saying? This sport is so weird. I've been watching this for so long, and it's just when you have that luck and it's on Mm -hmm. your side that season, and it's just everything just seems to click. When you don't, it's just everything just seems to derail. It's just the craziest thing to this sport. It's just you can't buy a, you just can't buy a win. You just, you can't get the sun out of your eye to make it into your pistol. It's just when the right. odds just aren't in your favor that season. It's just it's weird, dude. And then mm-hmm. just some guys, it's just nine, ten wins a year, like crazy. Then they can go two years winless, right? Right. If you ask guys, would they rather get 10 wins in a season or and be winless for the next two? Would you rather get three per year for three straight years instead of, you know, having such a high and mm-hmm. just, you know, I don't know. But I think going into Martinsville, it's it's going to be bananas, bro. It's really going to be yeah. bananas because you got guys like Kevin Harvey who have almost half of their races at Martinsville have been top tens. 20 out of 42 all-time races for 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 Harvick and he's and he's not a guy to you know kind of mail it in even though he's not going to fight for a championship in Phoenix he's still going to go there and want to win another race that is true um but I just think that these guys are do you have the points do you know who's in the who's out of contention right now I know Bell is like at the very bottom Bell pretty much I think Bell pretty much needs to win again, just like he had to win to advance into this round. And I right. think it's I think it's um, it's Logano, Chastain, Elliott, and Byron, uh, the top four. Hamlin's five points out, and then Blaney, Bell, and, Br- and 
and uh, Briscoe. Briscoe. Briscoe's, Briscoe's the one. Briscoe Briscoe's and Bell, I think, are pretty much almost out, right? And yeah. then Blaney, it's pretty. Uh, that, that's what I said. It's pretty much gonna be. Right. It's pretty much gonna be between Blaney and Hamlin, and then I think Byron and uh, Elliot. Pretty much those four. Right. I think I those mean, are gonna yeah. be the four that are gonna be like just crazy. I mean, you know, just having to do something because they're going to be in and out of points all day. One might be in the lead for the win and just it's going to be I mean, I think those I think Chastain is going to be pretty safe. I actually do hand it to him because he's been he hasn't been winning, but he's been doing everything that you need to, you know, to just progressively get better and progressively get yourself into this championship for that's what we've been yeah. saying about by about blaney i i couldn't tell you how many you know how many stage wins he has this year but he has 10 top t- top fives all year long he's been doing everything he can except win although he does but, have the all-star win at texas he's just doing everything he can to stay alive in these playoffs and if you if you remember he wasn't even i mean Yes, that's true. But in a way, I feel like Blaney has been kind of he's been getting real lucky because he 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 shouldn't even be in. Right. If it wasn't for Kurt Busch pulling out. That's I think that's true. why Blaney is even in. Right. So with Blaine, with Kurt Busch pulling out, with Bowman pulling out. Right. It's like that opened up those two opportunities that I think a lot of these guys are fighting for right now, whether it be mm-hmm. the Hamlin, the you know, the the Hamlin, the Bell. The Byron, some of these two, you know, two guys are there because two guys that really deserve to be there couldn't make it because of concussion protocols and whatnot. So um, with Blaney, I don't know. I feel like I want him to make it. I don't know if his luck's going to run out at Martinsville, but he is pretty good at Martinsville, you know, but he's going to, you know, I don't know, man. He's had success there. just, Just no wins. He's had he's had recent success, just no wins, and oh, he definitely. He needs I thought he has a win there. No, did he? Oh, I just no, I just maybe not. From the page, um, he might because uh, because of course the the recency or the recent um, stats are from the past seven races. So all time, I'm not too sure. But Hamlin's right there. He's only five points behind Byron. Blaney's the one who who needs help. He's 18 points, so he needs. He doesn't necessarily need a win. He needs someone like Byron or Chase Elliott to to kind of DNF, right, and him to have a good showing. Bell and Briscoe are the ones who need, absolutely need to win. Um, mm-hmm. You have Briscoe. He's out 44 points and what's that, 37 points. Christopher Bell's out. So both of them need to win, and they're in. Um, yeah, there's not there's not even 40 spots to make up on the track, yeah. right? So right. <laughs> I think I think Hamlin just needs to I think Hamlin needs to outrun Byron, but of course by six six positions. But um, yeah, I think Hamlin and Blaney need a little bit of help. They need a, a not so good showing out of Chastain, Elliott, or Byron, uh, specifically Byron because he's the one that's closer. But yeah, we'll see, man. It's gonna be pretty crazy, and it, it's Martinsville too. It's uh, it's is it the shortest track in the on the circuit? It is. So we'll see, man, over there in Virginia, the second race of the 2022 season. And then next week we are off to, oh man, that sucks. We're not going to have a podcast to preview the championship. You know what? Maybe we'll do like a live Instagram little thing, something like that. Just, nah, to, give the fans, yeah. just to give the fans a little something. something. A little R&R. <laughs> <laughs> right. There we go. Maybe we'll do like a live feed from, you know, as we're watching the race or something like that. We'll do something. 
for sure next week. But um, yeah, everyone enjoy the race uh, there in Martinsville and of course the championship next week in Phoenix. And we'll definitely have something for you guys as far as the gambling purposes are concerned there. So moving on to football. Last but not very not least, man, we are going big time on sports this week. So the Raiders finally get a win, Mark. Or if you want to do college football, it was a good week because anytime my teams don't play, it's always a good week. So USC had a buy in college football. Don't have to worry about that. You know, coming home from South Carolina, we land. I'm like, hey, USC doesn't didn't play. Oh, that's cool. Didn't have to worry about getting all pissed off that they would lose again. But looking at their schedule, actually, going forward, um, they have a pretty – let me see. They have some scores here. I think they play Cal this week. What do they play? Do they, they play, play Cal? No, Cal plays at home against Oregon. Uh, USC oh, right. plays uh, in Tucson uh, against Arizona, but I think the rest of the season is pretty, you know, pretty winnable at Arizona, at home against Cal, at home against Colorado. Then, of course, the the, the good game at UCLA at the Rose Bowl, and then at home against Notre Dame, who you know they're not very good. So if they can beat UCLA, went out, obviously. Yeah. You know, man, how how big does that damn Utah loss look now? No I know, wonder right? you were so upset that night. Because if Utah wins out, then they yeah. don't even get a chance to fight for a Pac-12 championship. So their playoff hopes are gone after just one loss. So yeah, we'll man, because it is very winnable, right? Cal, I don't think they can handle them down in L.A. I think that definitely they can go to Tucson coming off a bye and handle you know a mediocre Arizona. And obviously, you know, Colorado is so garbage, you know, this year. Oh, you um, know what? You, Utah actually has a conference loss. Yeah, Florida. That was the very first game. They no, no, went no. to the they, swamp. They, oh, they a conference a, loss. They have a conference but loss. They lost to UCLA. That's right. That was a good okay. game. UCLA. So, uh, so, I wa- so I'm wondering if the tiebreaker is a head-to-head. Because if they both finish something and won in the mm-hmm. conference, I'm wondering if it's the head-to-head, which then – puts utah above them For anyways sure. in the pac-12 south so we'll see um any other any other scores any other games that you want to uh highlight for the weekend real quick uh, uh you know ohio state penn state over there in happy valley that's gonna be probably pretty good um what were some of the other ones? Uh, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Kansas State, that's going to be a good one. I think uh, Kentucky. The, ooh, Kentucky at uh, Tennessee. Is that a little, little letdown game after the huge game against Alabama for Tennessee, Mark? Kentucky at Tennessee is going to be really good. I think Tennessee can handle them. Kentucky is always a good uh, – I mean, not always, but they have been good in these last recent years lately. Um, but I like Tennessee to, to win that game. Uh, Michigan state at Michigan, you know, obviously a rivalry, but Michigan state hasn't been nothing this year, but they always play Michigan tough. So with like a line almost at 22, that might be something I'd be maybe looking at. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? Baylor at Texas tech in the big 12. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Ole Miss 15th ranked Ole Miss at Texas A&M only two and a half. Minus two and a half for for Ole Miss. Ugh, jeez. Yeah, they just got oh. pounded too by LSU last week. Um, right. You mentioned that game. They had that big, that quick lead, and just uh, LSU with uh, Jaden Daniels just obviously came and handled their business uh, after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't really see like this slate really being that great this week. Come on, um, Washington State in Pullman, Washington. Let's go. Is it in Pullman? 
Yeah, it's in That's Pullman, right. so let's, let's do it, man. Oh, okay. I see why you want them to do it. That's a Thursday game, actually, also. Things can Ooh. get a little things can get a little weird over there in eastern Washington, mm-hmm. man. Got something so, to watch at work. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But <laughs> Miami looked horrible last week. That was a disgrace, the way they looked. Um, to, who the hell was it? that they To Duke. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the games are kind of lackluster this week. I mean, Kentucky, bit. Tennessee, probably going to be the, one of the highlighters, right? And just um, obviously Utah, I mean, Ohio State and Penn State probably going to be like the main one here. Alabama looks like they're on a bye. And just, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, it's coming down to the gritty. Arkansas and Auburn might be kind of good, but Auburn's just, you know, not good this year. But mm-hmm. Notre Dame, Syracuse, if Notre Dame was a little bit better, I'd say Syracuse would have made it, you know, fun over there at the Carrier Dome up in, in uh, northern New York. But I don't know, man. Yeah, we'll, just, see. Uh, we'll see, dude. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia, Florida, obviously, I'm pretty sure Florida, what do they call that? The uh, the biggest outdoor cocktail party over there when Georgia and Florida play every year for the um, SEC East. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, Florida, 20, that's, a cool, think, that's a cool nickname. 21 or 22 point dogs, they play them tough. So I don't know, man. Those are I just mentioned, actually, there might, I might be honest something there. I just mentioned two like 22 point underdogs that I kind of like this week, right. Michigan State and uh and uh um what is it who the hell did i just say florida Michigan state and florida yeah sorry oh, the gators gators all right speaking of florida that is the home of the thursday night football game over on prime video this thursday ravens are at the buccaneers so automatically the ravens are going to win right because the ravens could play really well away from home <laughs> but in the in the friendly confines in baltimore maryland they're not so good and what I see here, I, I I don't like this. So Sunday morning at 6.30, the Broncos and Jaguars are playing at Wembley Stadium. It says ESPN+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, sir, I don't have ESPN+. Plus, so you looks can't like watch it. <laughs> it's, it's fine. You know what? I'm coming home right there, 6.30. I'm coming home from a long work week this week. I'm going to go to bed then. If I can't watch the shit, then screw you. I'm going to go to bed. See you at 10 a.m. Yeah, you know and I don't know. I don't know how excited. I don't know why. Shit. I don't know why you sound so damn excited to watch the damn Broncos and Jacksonville Jaguars oh, in London anyway. But uh, I mean, uh, crap, the Raiders play at 10. I got to wake up at 10. God dang it. Ah, damn it. <laughs> is it in New Orleans? Yeah, the New Orleans. I think they're minus two or something there. But minus two. Correct. Jacksonville is actually what? Isn't Jacksonville's like London, like, quote unquote, home team? Oh, dude. Will. Yeah, they go there every year and. And even so, with like Blake Bortles, they actually do well too. <laughs> yeah. That's why I kind of like the Jags, dude. I kind of right? like the Jags this week. Only minus two and a half, but then that, then there you go. O- only minus two and a half, and then boom, let's yeah, ride. But gonna you go gonna, you gonna trust Rippy in in London? Is he playing? It is is. Well, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't Russell know. If, I don't know if that, I thought Russell Wilson was gonna be out like two or three weeks from what I heard. Oh, okay, but I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. Let's, sure. ride. Let's, ri- let's, let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Rippian. <laughs> that sounds better. Let's ride. Rippian. Uh, <laughs> right. Nah, okay. man. Any other games that you like this week? I'm just, I'm scrolling down the thing. Patriots, Jets, maybe like it's a, you know, it's, it's in New York. It's a good, you know, the Jets losing uh, what Bryce, the Brees Hall guy Brees to Hall, ACL. Yes, probably, poor guy. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but yeah, New England minus one and a half right now on the road in New Jersey against the Jets. So no faith in the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, Steelers are double-digit dogs going to Philadelphia. 
Um, oh, cool. The newly benched Matt Ryan uh, and the Indianapolis Colts are at home against the Washington Commanders. What a barn burn of a freaking game that is. You know what? That NFC East, man, I think, I think at, least, at least I was talking shit about that division this year. You got 6-0 and Philadelphia, 5-6-1 and and um, New York uh, uh, Giants, 5-2 and Dallas Cowboys, and 3-4 and four Commanders. That's like the best oh division of football. What the hell? <laughs> what are we doing here? Oh, my God. And then you have three and four freaking or no, four and three Seattle Seahawks. Oh, on the top of the AFC. Dude, that's what I'm saying. That's why this is is why all this is why all this preseason crap and all this talk and hoopla and this. It's like, oh, my God, wasn't the wasn't the AFC West supposed to be the best division ever known a man before the season started? Oh, my God. The Chargers don't look good at all. Oh my God! Four of the four of the AFC West teams are probably going to make the playoffs. Remember the vaunted AFC West, dude. It's back to the Let's Kansas City It's back to the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's it, right? Back to pretty much. We, <laughs> we are who we we are who that division is who we yes. thought they were, right? It's just right. that's why you kiss, dude. Who would have thought Geno Smith? I think that guy has like some of the best stats so far for quarterbacks. He's running things right now, dude. Geno right. freaking Smith, like, come on, man, really? You know who's, you know, and you know who's back to his his ways. They're looking like they're looking like they're looking good. Cincinnati, watch out. Yeah, Cincinnati Joe playing really well. Jamar Chase, Boyd, they're. They're humming right now, dude. Buffalo and Kansas City better watch out. Now it's the it's the juggernauts. Those two and and Philadelphia top three. No matter what, you can't say anything anything more than than those three teams. The top the top three in, in the league, right? Falcons didn't look very well last week. Um, the Panthers, man, they still suck. But what the hell happened to Tampa Bay? Man, Giselle, what did you do? To, what did you do to that boy? <laughs> what's Aaron? What's Antonio Brown doing to that boy? Oh yeah, my God, just, he, uh, you sent us he's selling T-shirts. Oh, what a pile of shit, dude! What a it's it's funny, it. but what an asshole. Dude, you're gonna like him even more, dude. I just there's another thing I didn't even know. He's the he's the um. He's like the he's like the uh, man he's like the manager he's like the main producer he, not producer but he's like the main like this pretty much almost like the CEO at Donda right. Sports at Kanye West Sports Agency because you just no heard to, you just heard that Jalen Brown and um Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald were signed to to his sports agency and right. freaking Antonio Brown is like one of the, is like the main dude. He's like the president of like Donda Sports. I'm like, what the hell? I was like, that's crazy. That's crazy. I was like, who the hell would sign to any sports agency that freaking Antonio Brown is running this shit? God. My God. But uh, all right, all right, man. So what do you think? Is is Aaron Rodgers? God damn, he's an eleven and a half point dog. Is he gonna go in the, the next the and biggest cover? His, the first time he's been a double digit dog in his career. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Um, What do you think? think, I I mean, I think he could cover. I think depending on the bills, what if they have a, I don't know who they're playing next week. They could be on a look ahead spot, but the whole world's going to be on the bills and I'd probably be on green Bay, you know? Um, Uh, The bills are at the jets next week. So, so maybe it's not that much of a look ahead spot. Well, I mean, if they're what the the jets, Second place in the in the division too, or Miami, Miami. You know the Jets are five and two. Mm-hmm. They're, they're second place. So damn, yeah, you're right. So I mean, I, I'd only be looking at Green Bay, honestly. I just right. uh, 
of course. I think that if that line pushes up a little bit too, like throughout the week or even on, you know, before, obviously it's a Sunday night game. Um, if you can get that thing closer to like 13, wow. Um, I'd take Green Bay all the way. How about this? How about this sleeper that no one saw coming? The New York Giants at the freaking Seattle Seahawks, man. Yeah. Just uh, who are you going to three and oh away from freaking New York, too? It's like oh that me, the kid at the desk with all the veins coming out of his neck, like like trying to hold in like his yeah. breath. Like, who's he going to pick? Ah. Right. It's Take like those Barclays just on a tear right now. Seven hundred and twenty six yards on the season so far right now. Dude, like, is he one of the best running backs or what, dude? When he's, his when cuts, he's healthy, man. Oh, God. Beautiful. It's like it's like you can compare like Sean Alexander. It's like I, I like comparing like the way quarterbacks run. You have a right. uh, Sean Ag from Seattle, right? That's why mm-hmm. there's playing Seattle. <laughs> I like that. But when you have like a Derrick Henry, just power, power, kind of like a Najee Harris, right? Power, even though he'll do his little spin moves and hurdles and whatnot. But, dude, those like it's like that big the Jerome the bus Bettis for being such a big dude, how nimble he was on his feet. Right. It reminds me of like how Saquon is. It's crazy. It's even like, you know, Josh Jacobs also. But some like the ones that do all these cuts and man, I, I'll tell you what, Saquon Barkley has really been uh, outstanding coming, you know, obviously from that crazy injury um, that he had sustained with that ACL and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fun guy to watch. Yeah, San Francisco, at, uh, I will cover the Niners, you know, because for our Bay Area fans and for Sean, uh, minus one and a half visiting L.A. It'd probably be around three and a half, four and a half if they didn't have an ass hat for a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Man, I mean, I don't think so. Um, I don't know if Garoppolo, I don't know if Jesus Christ could have came down and played for the Niners <laughs> and they could have freaking beat Kansas City on Sunday. Kansas man. City, man, that vaunted Sam. I mean, they. I oh, lost okay. any. I, first five weeks, they gave up 62 points, right? The first five weeks. And then the next two weeks, they gave up 65 plus another 44. They've given up 99 points in the last three games, San Francisco. Jesus, that's good knowledge right there, man. I like that stats. 99? Wow. Unbelievable. When they gave up 62 in the first five. And they had everyone do because I mentioned the line was fishy as hell. Um Everyone was coming back, Huafonga, right. right, Bosa, um, Board, and whatnot. And I'm just Christian like, McCaffrey, okay. everyone's excited, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I, I kind of like the Niners, right? Man, they took a lot of people's money, and that defense could not – I mean, the Raiders, like, held them in check way better than them. Yes, they, they have a, head, a look-ahead spot because they were playing Buffalo Bills the week after they played the Raiders, yes. Right. But, man. Just I thought the Niners would have performed way better over at Levi's than they did against Patrick Mahomes and company, man. That was mm-hmm. ugly. right. We'll see if the Raiders can get their first uh, win on the road this week. They're actually two point favorites at home or on the road in New Orleans. Um, if I were it, man, if I were to give like a confident like, you know what, I'm an, I, I would give this pick to you, to the fans for our super contest over on Run Your Pool. Um, I, I'm going to ride the Bengals right now for, for for a little bit just with fantasy you know they absolutely dominated in fantasy they covered for us i think at least me and steven i don't know if you took me them too. also mm-hmm. right all three of us we took cincinnati i'm riding that dude they're playing a lot better than they did the first three weeks 
They're two and two uh, away from Cincinnati. They're playing, um, you know, in Cleveland. The half scares me if it, if it stays at three and a half on our super contest. You know, like it could be a close divisional game where Cleveland keeps it close and when they and they lose by three, it could very well happen. But man, I'm seeing I'm seeing Cincinnati winning by at least to ten points, seven to ten points on Monday night. This makes sense. Kansas City's on a bye this week with Los Angeles. And I, I've heard like this stat when like the week before teams go on the bye, they've been they, they they historically play very good. We saw the Raiders come out and get that win against Denver. We saw Kansas City come out and pound San Francisco last week. So it's like that might be something that's considering into our handicapping, right? Let's right. start paying att- start paying attention to what teams are on the upcoming buys and whatnot. I mean and, and then Andy Reid Coming off of a bye, the walrus. Like, he has like what zero losses or one loss or two yes. losses, like all time as a head coach. So the Chiefs are at home against Tennessee next Sunday Night Football, where it's opening up right now at minus ten and a half for Kansas City. That's a big number. So maybe in stay my, away just because it's such a big number. But as far as the money line is concerned, put the house on Kansas City next week. So here we go into that handicap I was talking about. So these teams are the teams we have to look these are the teams that we're going to look to be playing this week because look these are the teams that are on the bye next week cleveland dallas denver new york pittsburgh new york and san francisco new york who oh sorry new york giants okay all all those there's six there's six teams on the there's only two this week and there's six teams on the bye next week which makes it that much harder to do the contest next week god damn it damn you're right that sucks so, yes. so, so Steelers, the double-digit dog, th- covering, you know. Oh, the Browns. Don't tell me the Browns are going to do good because I already gave my pick. <laughs> so the 49ers in, in L.A., yeah, I mean, now Christian McCaffrey has a whole week to, you know, to practice with the team, to get the playbook down. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see, you know. I think definitely we're going to see who's more of a, a, a more of a contender and more of a pretender in that Seattle and uh, and Giants game. And I think, you know, kind of thinking how you're thinking, I think the Giants are going to come away with being the more of the contender. And I think Seattle's going to I still mm. think Seattle's not a playoff team. I still think they're not a playoff team. I think they're freaking defining the odds, but that's pretty crazy what they've been doing. But we'll see. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. So we'll see plenty of games this weekend. Um, long, long sports talk. Long, long, long. Right, right. Long <laughs> sports talk. So let's go from the sports uh, about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes into comic books. Let's get right into it, Mark. Um, previewing some of the books that are coming out tomorrow, the 26th of uh, October 2022. Detective Comics 1065, Action Comics 1048, DC versus Vampires 10. This is DC Comics if you haven't already uh, noticed. Uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight number six. Uh, Mark's one of Mark's favorites. Human Target number eight comes out tomorrow, and Riddler Year One number one comes out tomorrow as well. On the Marvel side, Amazing Spider-Man 12, Moon Knight Annual one, Venom 12, Wolverine 26, and Axe Judgment Day number six. Image gives us Vanish number two. Congratulations to the one per individual who won Vanish number one. Hope you're on that book now. Uh, the Scorch number 11 and Image with an exclamation mark <laughs> number 7. Boom Studios a big week for them. Actually it's a big week for everyone. I think I told you I got like 11 books this week. House of Slaughter 10 I, I picked this one up. Damn Them All number 1 and Stuff of Nightmares number 2 from Mr. R.L. Stein. Um, 
Oni Press gives us Blink number four. Really digging that book. And AWA, a double shot this week. New Think number five and Absolution number four. All right, Mark, so let's uh, get into it. Not a lot of books from last week. I think I only had a stack of six, but the quality of books was super high. So as far as this week is concerned, if I were to give you a top two or top three, I'm really excited for the Riddler year one. Um, I love everything, um, uh, you know, the White Knight is concerned. So Batman Beyond the White Knight number six, I'm super excited about. And I would say damn them all. I reread the synopsis and I was like, you know what? Not surprised that I grabbed it off preview. So damn them all from Boom Studios. I'm super excited about yeah, come on, man. I know you're super excited about uh, Spider-Man number 12 as well coming up. Yeah, yeah, super excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm excited. You know, um, I'm kind of starting to feel the same way about that story, but we'll see. I still haven't read uh, – next week is when I read uh, 11. Eleven. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're so excited for that one. But <laughs> Detective Comics 1065, I'm excited for that one. Action Comics as well, 1048. Um, Kal-El returns. Um, yay. Yay. <laughs> Hopefully but, uh, we get another Superman story. Come on. I know. Well, that's the one that I think I'd mentioned to you in uh, – that they oh, had in previews. That's the one. So it's yeah. so new Superman story. Oh, okay. I think, I think it's that 1050. Making... In 1050. It's right. going to be they, like they're going to have like 20 oh, cool. something variant covers. I'm like, this is Jesus. ridiculous. Yeah. Money, but... money grab much? Yeah. Who the hell's going to order 20 something damn variants? Human hey, talking. Hey, hey, don't hate. Wins Action Comics 1000, Detective Comics 1000. When both of those came out, I ordered the fat book like the encyclopedia type book and your boy ordered all 10 variants. So yeah, put them but, in the collection, baby. But, but everything else like Harley Quinn, flash green lantern, like all those ones that we had like an anniversary for, I think I got like the OGA cover and like one or two other covers. So I didn't go over overboard, but yeah, continue. Sorry. I'm definitely excited for also that Riddler year one or, you know, because obviously I haven't even read the Penguin one yet that's sitting behind me. So I probably just read those back to back. Um, well, that's not one bad day. This is the year oh, one. So, oh, that's right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, this sorry. is the one that's written by. Because we already read the. Okay, we already read the the Riddler year. Uh, one bad day. Sorry, sorry. I'm yeah, confused. this is the the actor who played the Riddler in Paul the Batman. Dano. Yep, he's writing it. Oh, but so is it the miniseries? Yes. Is it six? It's it's six. If it's black label, like um, it might be just three, but I think oh, it's six. Oh damn! I was so confused. Now I was thinking this was a one shot. Yeah, I'm even more excited for it now. Let's <laughs> right. go. Oh, yeah. Um, it looks yeah. I mean, it, it look if it's anything like how the Riddler was, you know, what do you call a man when he's what does a man do when he's dead? He lies still or whatever, mm-hmm. right? It's like if it's yeah. like you've got those little riddles in there. I mean, I'm gonna be very very excited for that one. I'm also picking that one up. But um, yeah, I think I'm getting about seven or eight books this week as well. So going to be yeah. another busy week on top of like the 10 that I got before prior. But right. It's two two weeks in a row. I got like 10 last week and 11 this week. However, the stack that I have to, you know, if we were recording next week, it was only three. So I can take advantage and start catching up. And so within the next two weeks when we record in two weeks in November, I can have two weeks ago last week's 10 and some of this week's 11 also uh read by that time so i'll have a huge stack to talk about uh coming up in two weeks have you been reading have you read bond 
that's that's next week. So okay. the, the, it's Amazing Spider-Man, I think, 11, uh, 007, the next issue, like three, I think it is. And then Daredevil, that those mm. are the three that I have for if we were to record next week. Um, but just to kind of quickly preview, I mean, there's like so many number ones, right? So, but the Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, five of seven, um, another good one, right? I just don't know how the story is going to end and reset everything. So just stay tuned, but you know, cause by the end of the year, by Christmas time, we're like, what the hell's, you know, like Alfred might be alive again, you know? Um, right. and then, and then there's like three number ones that I read. Um, I'm super disappointed that Sean's not here. I might wait for him. Uh, but junkyard Joe, um, really good book. It's one of those books that's kind of off of Geiger. It's a little side story. And I don't know if this is a, if this is a one shot. Or if this, I, I have to go back and see if this, if this is a, like a mini series. But I thoroughly enjoy Junkyard Joe as far as giving a full synopsis, a full uh, review of the book. I will actually wait for Sean. So, go ahead, Mark. What, uh, dude, I mean, one of the books that I wish you would have read that we actually talked about it, but you didn't read. I think you're gonna give it away. Um, someone's gonna yeah. be a, there's gonna be a lucky winner that's gonna be very excited to read it. And that, my friend, is that bat. This is the one that we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about. And we got a couple that me and you have read together, or that we right. have read that we'll get into later. But this one I have read. It came out a couple weeks ago. Batman Incorporated. We got. I forgot what story that was, but that was like that. Um, the ending story to the whole like the, the um, you know you remember what which one was that when Batman compiled it was like a one shot right when Batman compiled the whole um this whole team and he actually picked Ghostmaker to run it and he was gonna call it uh, Batman Incorporated and here we are and right. he, like he sent off um Ghostmaker sent off guys to different parts of the world but anyway I forgot which Batman right. that was that was a couple months ago I think it was an annual sir. Yes, I think there's... it was annual, and that story was when they went in the snow, and that guy with the bear, like the wolf or the bear costume, he was freaking huge. It was that story, and that was a good story too. It was a really and, good story, and, like it, it, and like it made me regret not getting this one in previews. But I was like, oh, it was like one dude, of those. But this one is this one is so good. So they yeah, go on, they're going, they went out on cases to pretty much different parts around the world, and obviously you got like these teams that are set up of three. Uh, different individuals and uh, like mm-hmm. heroes and some of them that are the ones that we like haven't even you don't really see every day right like the gaucho right. guy and whatnot and um mm-hmm. but it's just dude, it's really good pretty much they're 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 on a case and they're finding out that there's the people getting murdered are basically the trainers like past trainers that trained uh bruce and a uh, ghost maker on oh, that cool to become like superheroes and like basically like you know vid- assassins and whatnot pretty much and they're fine they're they're ending up dead in all these different countries and now they're basically trying to piece everything together but um dude it's it's real fun dude like the interaction between the different groups and they're kind of like hating on Ghostmaker now like why the hell did batman pick him and you know, oh, the gaucho uh-oh. dude is like, I should take over and run all this. And then, no, they're like, if Batman decided to do this and it's just um, it's a really, really good story, dude. I really like it. It's written by uh, Ed Br- Brisson, Bryson, Brisson, I think. Uh, OK. And um, yeah, dude, it's uh, I, I definitely recommend it if anyone wants to, uh, you know, we obviously clown hunters in it uh clown right. hunter and ghost maker kind of like real good buddies now and they're like <laughs> kind of the ones that like kind of stick together in a way and 
it, it, I just really, really enjoy it. So I'm definitely going to be pulling that. So, um, well, once ahead. we do our, yeah, once we do our next giveaway, you know, around, uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas time, someone will be the proud owner of that number one. Definitely. So let's do undiscovered country. Number 21. That one was pretty good. Um, Snyder and, and soul are, I mean, this arc is one where it's similar to other arcs where I'm like, what the hell is going on? Right. There's, like, so, I have to much. Read, I, there's so much stuff going on, but with previous ones, I'm like, ah, oh, this is like not that good, but this is actually like, you know, piquing my interest and in, in like staying and keeping me engaged. Right. So I'm like, Oh my God, this is like, like what the hell's going on? But there's so many layers to this onion that it is this arc. And I, you know, I don't want it to end because I feel that it needs like 10 more issues to fully explain everything. Right. It's crazy. And it's not, it's not an easy read. It's really not. I mean, you got this issue. It it starts off with like Pearl Harbor and like the little drone basically, you know, telling them that it was, that it was going to happen. They basically think that they're spies and then, right. It's just like, you know, like why wasn't the, the main characters in this, in this issue, right? The brother and the sister, like, yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte and yeah. her brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like in this whole thing, right? It shows the two characters that they're in Pax Americana, and they're the ones who are like the most wanted, but they're like heroes to a small faction of people, right? And then they go, and then, and they, and they find out that what's his name still alive is um, uh, Pavel. Pavel Pukowski. Yeah, the guy who died in like the first arc. It was like, what the and, hell is and going he, on? And doesn't he's like giving them answers pretty much, right? Yeah. He said that. Um, like America pretty much took over the world, and um, like, like they, they, like what? Well, it, it was just, it was like a World War Four, and like it was just now it's just America. It's like nothing else. And that they like didn't want to like help out or something like that. It's just um, right, with the sky virus and stuff, yeah. And yeah. then of, and then Pearl Harbor happens. These two gals are in Pearl Harbor. They find their Uncle Sam, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they end up. Uh, dying again because they because they are telling them that every time that they die they get respawned somewhere but they start to hurt more and more so i'm guessing it's like a cat thing to where they're starting to use up all their lives and sure enough they feel like they're going to go forward every single time in the last issue or two and now they end up back in the 1860s in civil war so it's 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 crazy you see that you see the two-faced looking dude right that's supposed to be the brother supposedly isn't that destiny's man right and then he they supposedly they come and shoot up shoot them up when they're with pavel bukowski right but then the next on the next page you see those two girls getting weak again and that's because they like they died right right it's it's almost it's almost like a, a nice house on the lake type of thing Back at, yeah, exactly. It's like, wait, hold on. Now you have to like retune your brain to like, oh, nope, I'm I'm going back to this story now. Mm-hmm. Oh, nope, I go back to this story now. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely, absolutely correct on that. And I'll admit, like with all the breaks this book has had and everything, it is like a difficult read. There's so many different characters in this book as well. And like I said, like so it's like now we have to like kind of tune our we have to kind of tune our brain to think about. Okay, why are they going back to the Civil War when they were just in Pearl Harbor, right? So is that going to be right. explained in the next uh, story? But I mean, if you're like a history I mean, buff, an American history buff, I guess that's like pretty cool. I like the way that Snyder is um, really uh, mixing everything into like with American history and everything, and you know the broader the broader story and the you know a bigger picture of the whole book that they're writing. 
you know, even with the, the quotes that they put at the end, I think that this book really has like a lot of meaning of what is really happening or globally around the world and mm-hmm. in America itself. Right. And I think right. I think it's a representation of um, Snyder as he's going along. You know, he's writing this book through a pandemic, but he, he started writing this book before a pandemic. And I remember when we started reading this book and then the pandemic started, it's like, holy shit, the sky, the sky virus. And now we're right. dealing with the covid. I don't know if you remember that back yeah. when we first started reading this book. And um, I think that he's writing it and it's kind of going along with our times and these days and this present time that we're living in. And, um, you know, America, the beautiful, let's see what happens at the end of this, at the end of this book, because it sure is confusing. And, um, but I, I I enjoy it and I I hope that it accumulates to something freaking awesome because it does kind of seem like it's kind of coming to an end here. We just read number 21 and, um, I don't know if they're going to go like 24, 25, but, for some reason, it sounds like it seems like it's kind of coming to an end, but it could go 30 or something. I don't see them. Right. You know, I don't. I Maybe don't three see years with 36 issues or something. Could be that, too. I don't, I don't right. know. Um, real quick, the Joker, the man who stopped laughing. Did you get that one? I did get that one, man. How did you like it? That one was trippy because you had like a Joker kind of like narrating it the whole time. But there's another right. Joker. Right. right. It, was, so, it was so weird. Like it, it threw me for a loop because I because I was confused. I was like, I wonder who that is, like the one who like he didn't shoot until the very end. And all of a sudden he ended up living and it was Joker. I was like, so who's like, is it like a copycat or is mm-hmm. it someone who has has a mask on? that's acting like the Joker, but that's the true Joker. So it's um, definitely Rosenberg, sucks. right? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. I mean, I actually did enjoy the story, honestly. Um <laughs> Was it uh, Matthew Rosenberg's the writer? But um, was it as captivating as that first one that I read? But this is kind of like um, this is like a sequel to that one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was going to kind of be like, I don't know. I thought I didn't I didn't think they were going to end a Joker book and kind of revamp it like this way. I thought they would have actually took a while. So I thought this was going to be like something kind of different. But I Mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of like a, you know, uh, just you know, like a sequel, like I said, but I was, I was thinking it was going to be a little bit different, but as you can see, obviously the, the, like the letter, the writing to the book, pretty much damn the same as the other I know. books we were getting. So I think I, so too. Uh, two more books to preview. Uh, sir, what'd you think of Gotham city year one issue? Number one, I like this one. Other than Batman incorporated, that was probably my favorite book that I read. Um, right. You know, to, Batman Incorporated and this one, obviously, Tom King. What more can I say? Like I said, so excited <laughs> to pick up my human target. Right. But, dude, let's get into this damn book, man. It's like who with the, the damn uh, like Bruce Brain's great grandfather or something. And mm-hmm. it's just uh, it, it's just crazy. You got the freaking this dude that's like become a private investigator that's got like ties to the city of Gotham. And they explain, right. you know, Tom King always is the best way. Ex- best explaining of how gotham was a city of of this and that and how it was uh, you know you know wayne was like so well, we already know this but so admired in the city and, mm-hmm. and he's also it's, connected you know yeah wayne industries is gonna open um you know they're gonna open up a what is it like a plant uh i forgot what type of plant like a power production plant mm-hmm. power producing plant or something down in like right. the the uh you know that 
you know, the African side, black side of town, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And they don't like that. They're like pushing forward and pretty much, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the who who was the the characters? It was a uh, Constance. Constance Wayne was the wife, and uh, right. Richard Richard Wayne, I believe, was the 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 husband. And they had the daughter, and the daughter was pretty much the, the story in the beginning where they say that the daughter might have been like deformed or something and that they might have been trying to hide the daughter from the hide her. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. Uh, so pretty much the supposedly the daughter gets kidnapped and they are trying to find out who it is pretty much this private investigator working for the cops. Uh, he or I don't know if he's working for the cops, GCPD, or if he's really just a PI, but right. you got this African-American lady comes in, says, give, gives him a hundred dollars, right? Gives him this letter, say, this is for you. You are not to open it. This is for you yep. to be delivered to the Wayne Manor to the Wayne, it there mm-hmm. in this time. And, you know, go on with your day. Right. And come to find out, he gets there, talks to Mrs. Constant Wayne and sitting down and, you know, it's just crazy. They like they open up the letter and it's pretty much saying that he's going to help out and he has no idea. But it's saying that he's going to help out in uh, retrieving the daughter back that she's been kidnapped and held for ransom. And it's got the Batman logo at the bottom of the thing of the letter. That's crazy. Dude, it's just this book is crazy. Right. So but like like how they're writing, it's like really Batman, like Bruce Wayne wasn't like the first he like, wasn't what? there Batman? though because he right? was like, oh, but you're you're the Batman. He's like, I'm Batman. no Batman. Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So they pretty much like he he's talking about how he got himself into this mess. It's like they pretty much need each other now because they're like it got to the point where like they're gonna end up like killing this dude that has no idea what's going on. He just delivered a message for a hundred dollars, right? Don't kill the messenger. <laughs> and so like he needs he needs the daughter to he needs the daughter that's helped for ransom to stay alive so he can stay alive and the daughter needs him to stay alive. You know, and and you know the Waynes are gonna give him money and he's you know, pretty much it kinda ended with what the hell is he gonna do? He kind of up in his thoughts and his emotions and the dude's like what a pickle he got himself in, right? Yep. And it's kind of like old school Gotham, right? It's a uh, gargoyle-ish type, type, you know, I, I love it, dude. Like, I just love the illustrations. Um, this is, yeah, this is a really, really good book. I don't know how mm-hmm. many shoes it's going to be, but it is Tom King, Phil Hester, right. uh, you know. Um, I, yeah. I'm hoping it's at least six. It was great. I mean, I hope I gave a pretty decent synopsis it there. Was, it was very good, Mark. I didn't need to say anything more. <laughs> anything more but um yeah so definitely we would like if that's one that we would recommend for the fans to go pick up go pick up number one of gotham city year because, one and follow that story because we'll be definitely you'll be following us you know over the next you know what three to six months of this book for sure yeah and that gilded city is coming out but i i didn't know that was like really based just on that that the game you said right i'm pretty sure the gotham knights that just came out i think yeah, so, yeah. because it got the what's it called i think you get like a little um you can get like a little motorcycle code. you get like a code exactly that's what <laughs> right it is. of course so this gilded city is a one shot if it probably okay, got it got no it. i don't know i'm asking you I don't, I don't, I don't uh, know, because I didn't, I didn't subscribe to it. I don't know. Uh, but Batman number one twenty eight. So it takes a village, just like it, it, it takes a village to raise a kid. It takes a village to save Bruce Wayne from this robotic uh, this Batman. Is crazy. So <laughs> Superman's in it. You know, you have Martian Manhunter. You know, Black Canary, Green Arrow. There's more. There's more of them now, though. 
right towards the end you see how they said oh he's like got him on patrol and whatnot and Mm -hmm. who are these things dude don't know man i mean we'll we'll find out but oracle was involved nightwing was there robin was there hot girl you know everybody of course aquaman at the end when you know bruce wayne kind of you know all survived this goes into the water and everything you know so yeah it's it's a pretty crazy issue going on right now i still love the artwork in in batman still love it compared to detective comics i i think right now batman is a better book than detective i think i said that before but that's my opinion right now yeah um i like i like both of them um tech has been pretty decent but i mean i wouldn't say both of them are like so so compelling to me right now right i think I that mean, they're it, still building defi- up right right i think it's definitely a de- sort of a downtime for both of these stories it's not the peak of what you know james tynion was giving us and tamaki was giving us at the same time like that was the peak right like of course tom king was really good but when you talk about the time where both of them were were at, at its height dude nothing hit more than those weeks that we would get back to back weeks of boom here was batman from tinyan and boom here was detective from tamaki you know over the last six months or so yeah i do how i do like how um we got like a little bit of aquaman in this one and whatnot it's just how they're incorporating all these different justice league um characters but Mm -hmm. yeah just I got like it's just a book that I'm not going to give up on. So I just keep reading it, whether it's like that great or not. But um, right. It's a, it's always good. Right. They're always a flagship. Obviously, you're always going to have to make Batman Batman. Right. So and now they got Sadasky mm-hmm. on it and um, he is doing a great job in uh, implementing different characters and, um, you know, some some Green Arrow. Great seeing him as well. So. Uh, it's fun. Let's just let's just see where it goes, man, because this failsafe guy seems to be kind of cracking Batman all yep. over the place right now. Yep. He owns Gotham and he's telling him he needs to come and get it. Yeah, he put like he, a he straight wants, he, he, he put a smoke. He put a straight kryptonite. He put a straight kryptonite icicle straight through Superman. You know what I mean? Like, I Jesus, guy's crazy. And it, well, it, it's weird, too, because it's like it's like a robotic version of. And, and then, of course, he has all the different ways to kill all the members of the Justice League. That's always right. been the thing that with Bruce Wayne, how he's not 100 percent, you know, trustworthy and he's not 100 percent trusted by the other members of the Justice League because he always has those files. Him being one of the only hu- humans on the team, you know, everyone has to have their weakness, whereas Bruce Wayne, he's just human. Like Superman could just fry his ass like there's mm-hmm. it's easy. Right. So Bruce Wayne needs to have something on each of them to where if they ever get out of line. Right. They ever try to like kind of. One day, all of a sudden, decide to take over, then he needs to be able to stop them. But yeah, robot. This robot has all of the the means to doing that. So, but uh, that's it for the books. Uh, really quick before uh, we've got a few more minutes left in the show. I got a few more topics, but quick uh, rundown of some of the news topics. Uh, James Gunn, who we know from Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad director, uh, him and Peter Safran, uh, producer, will lead uh, DC Films as the co-CEOs. Um, it's now being titled as DC Studios, kind of getting rid of the DC Films. They will now be overlooking the movies, TV shows, and animations after Walter Hamada stepped down from his role um, earlier this week or last week. So it's pretty crazy news so we'll see what kind of direction they take it in i personally like the suicide squad that james gunn did i like peacemaker the show so 
I don't think they'll go in that direction. I don't think that the Joker is going to be involved in any kind of connected DC universe. I would also doubt that the Batman would kind of be connected into some kind of universe. Of course, I think the Batman's connected with this upcoming, you know, Arkham Asylum show and the Penguin show, of course, because it's going to be the same actors, but something to do with, yeah, it's, it's, and, and I don't need that, right? Like I've always said that I just need good films. I don't care if the Joker is connected to Justice League. I don't care if the Joker is not connected to the Batman. And so, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, just give me good films. And I think I've, I've gotten that the last couple of times. And I hope that in the next couple of weeks when I go see Black Adam, I hope to come back with a good review. Because I'm seeing mixed reviews online. From, Are you? From quote-unquote experts, yeah. Some guy who writes for IGN.com gave it a 5, which is not a very good score. 5 out of 10. But then, you know, it's The Rock's biggest weekend ever. As a well, I heard whole. it was pretty good, and I was right. going to give you. I was going to get to that, you know, next after you talked about it. But since you got into it, we'll say yeah. it. You know, go ahead, man. Uh, go Sixty-seven ahead. million last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you put out a movie like that in this time. I mean, you know, the other ones don't really stand a chance. But <laughs> right, uh, I heard uh, from one of my buddies that's watched it. He said it was great. Um, I've been hearing pretty good things i don't know though man uh, um i think we have to watch it and obviously give our review on it um, right but I'd I, say, I, I think the three of us me you and sean i think we're just less jaded than everyone else right we're, we have less expectations even for i was Marvel. just gonna say that like we, we have less expectations than everybody else like like dude hello like I, i'm still in the mentality of bro it's 2022 we have the technology to now see a freaking black adam movie with hawkman dr fate like what the hell like this is unbelievable and and there's rumors that henry cavill makes an, a small appearance as superman because now mm-hmm. he's because now the other piece of news is henry cavill has now mm-hmm. announced he's coming back as superman for man of steel 2 so i'm like whoa like it it doesn't have to be infinity war or it doesn't have to be Iron Man 1. It doesn't have to be The Dark Knight every single time for me to go and enjoy it and come out saying, I'm glad I spent money on that. Oh, you know? Even that last Suicide Squad was pretty good, right? Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed that one. I was entertained. One. It was, I laughed <laughs> a bunch of times. Like, I was like, oh, my God. You know, like, it's... Uh, it's, it's that one funny. was pretty yeah that one, that one was pretty good i'll admit it like um yeah it doesn't always have to be uh gonna be the blockbuster avatar beater or whatnot right. um, but does it does it have to be top like, maverick it's gonna be like a shazam <laughs> type you know i expect like i don't know a black exactly. adam and whatnot shazam exactly. and we'll see but you know obviously you got a guy like mr dwayne johnson you put in there um always gonna attract a big uh audience so just like to see how Dwayne Johnson actually plays in this role, because um, I don't know, man. Just I don't know if it's the guy. I I mean, I don't know who I would have got, but I don't know. Dwayne Johnson trying to get into the whole superhero, like, you know, money. I mean, money. he he wants to be president, so I'm not surprised. Right. right? I mean, <laughs> right. He just wants to do it all. It's crazy. Right. And, and got to respect his career. In his life and whatnot, but man, um, Black yeah. Adam, let us know if you guys watched it. Yeah, for sure. I'm, you know, I'm probably taking Danielle out. You know, she always appreciates me picking date nights out for superhero movies. So I was actually gonna head <laughs> out. I was gonna, <laughs> yeah, right. I was gonna she head said, out. Why is she? She's like, why are half of our dates uh, for superhero movies? I was like, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She's like right. half joking. She's like half joking because she enjoys them too. But then she's like, you know, half not joking. I was laughing side. 
do the superhero movie and top golf and you're good buddy there you go you do some top <laughs> you know because I, I i told you like earlier that that danielle wanted to go to top golf so maybe we do that go to amc for a movie but then also do top golf there it is yeah See, so, the so, comic bookies with all of your uh dating uh needs here and uh, <laughs> know, ideas right? <laughs> yep we're the love doctors so anyway so last p- uh, big piece of news um the it's, it's been a revolving door, I was reading, for the Arkham Asylum show, speaking of that, on HBO Max. But now they have a new showrunner who's also going to be the executive producer and also the writer, Mr. Antonio Campos. And that's going to be, a, like I just said, the Arkham Asylum. I mean, even the theme and the what the show is going to be about has changed, right? It was supposed to be the GCPD one, right, like from the universe of the Batman. And now they've switched it up to more focusing on Arkham Asylum itself. And this uh, Mr. Antonio Campos, he has worked on shows like The Staircase, which is on HBO Max right now. And also he had a short stint on Netflix's The Punisher. So at least he's been in the comic book world. So we'll see what happens with that. But I was I have high hopes for th- that stuff because I, I really enjoyed The Batman, my second favorite Batman movie of all time. So I really have high expectations and high hopes for Arkham Asylum and, of course, the individual penguin tv show so yeah nice yeah. when's that coming out i think it was i mean if they just got a new writer for it i'm pretty sure they're going to start filming this year into next year maybe 2024 it gets released or maybe late in, you know this time next year maybe but i would probably put it at 2024 it would it would premiere on hbo max are you a fat penguin type of guy or are you more of like a like a the, the batman penguin type where it's not as small and DeVito-ish, roundish type, and you know what I mean. Oh, like, okay. Feel, We're calling like Farrell two, is more of a yeah. There's like di- yeah. There's like different type of ba- uh, penguins, right? What, what what type of penguin oh, are man. you? I don't know because Colin Farrell was really good. He was like mob boss penguin. That's what right? I'm saying. Yeah, you got like the little darker, like little you know danny well, devito but then you got the mob right. boss type of like penguin i don't know it's like and then and then and then other penguins you can tell they have like an english accent right like they're not even from america so it's like you you, you get different ones yeah i don't know it's weird i think i would take colin farrell's penguin in live action that's a but good I want question sh- look at him but i want the short out i want the short and stout one for my comic books yeah right (laughs) that's that's i think that's the one who's like you know looks like he i i need the flippers for my comic books i need i I need those you know and remember he's dead right now right didn't isn't that into no he's back remember it's that catwoman side story after um shoot is it batman or is oh no i think it was after batman remember um catwoman was trying to figure out the the deaths of all of his descendants and oh, he went yeah. and visited him in the flower shop so he's back but he's like incognito he's like you know keeping it under wraps so um and then of course to finish the podcast two more things two more quick things one thing is anybody on that marvel snap game it's like a card game i can't really explain it i don't really want to explain it right now on the podcast but it's it's a really cool game <laughs> it gives me like pokemon and magic cards you know 15 20 years ago vibe so it's pretty cool um and finally mark let's do it like every single year i don't know if it's changed but let's give the fans who have who weren't listening to this show last year our mount rushmore of halloween candy for the fans so let's have it like a let's have it like a, like a draft style you can go first go ahead draft style i mean definitely you're going with Reese's. I mean, Reese's have to be number one seed. 
for sure. All the iterations too, right? I mean, you get the pumpkins, the Chris, you get the Christmas trees, you get the Easter bunnies, you get all the different like year-round iterations. Really, Those are the. My, fr- you know, my favorite Reese's is is Reese's Fast Break. Yeah, Reese's, Reese's Fast Break is unbelievable because I love like the nougat in a Three Musketeers. So you're like, hold on, you're giving me a Reese's peanut butter cup, and you're giving me nougat, and if you get a king size, because like oh. Reese's peanut, because Reese's peanut butter cups are very short-lived. Even if you get the king size four pack, I'm I'm polishing those things off in about 37 seconds, right? <laughs> so, but like a Reese's Fast Break, I feel like I can eat like a king size, like maybe half, set it down for 37 seconds, and then finish it, you know, finish it off. But I feel like I'm getting more from that Reese's Fast Break, so. I agree. I would agree with you. Fast break's good. It's not my go-to, but I like it. Um, you know, Snickers is up there. Although I would say at times, sometimes I feel like Snickers can be a little overrated, but then they are good. Um, Kit Kat's all right. I'm not really. You know what? I I think I I have to go Kit Kat number two. Really? Yeah. Over Twix. I mean, I, I'll I, take a Twix over a Kit Kat. It's just that cracker for Kit cookie. Kat. Twix, yeah, you get that caramel and the cookie. Oof, I love Twix. Yeah. Um, if I were to have to put something sweet in there, like a like a not chocolatey, but if I were to have to throw something else in there, uh, purple Skittles. It's always been a favorite of mine. So like the little bags of purple Skittles, love it. I mean. Okay, Marshawn. Okay. <laughs> right. I love all iterations of Skittles except for sour. Those always used to tear the shit out of the roof of my mouth, so I would not, never pick those. But if I were to have to choose one Skittles flavor, it's the purple for sure. Wild berry Skittles. What about you? Uh, Number three. Almond Joy's okay, but I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it on Mount Rushmore. Anything with coconut. Come on, man. I, I, I got a coworker who's like, oh yeah, like. Like almond joys up like one of my favorite candy bars. Yeah, it's like my dad. It's good, but I wouldn't. I'm trying to just think of like all the little bags. Um, Three Musketeers, Baby Ruth is pretty good. Uh, what else, man? Gotta go with like a classic peanut M and M's. Oh, Mr. Good Bar is good too. Mr. Ooh, Ooh. like when you want to talk about those little Hershey bars, you talk about the crackle, the regular ones, the dark chocolate, and then the Mr. Good Bar. I would pick the gold plated Mr. Good Bars out of all those. Yeah, I'll go with the Faro Rocher, whatever the hell they're called. (laughs) The (laughs) hazelnut ones. Anything hazelnut, dude. It's so good. Right. So if I so if I were to have to choose my top four, I'd go Reese's, any iteration of Reese's, and then I'd go Kit Kat, Purple Skittles, and then Peanut M and M's. Peanut M and M's are like, and, and those get me in trouble too, because you get a king size one, you're like, mm-hmm. like those are like the king size Reese's. Put a couple handfuls of those in there, you get about about seven or eight in one handful, and about six seven handfuls later, you're done. Done so. I'd go Reese's, Twix. Um, Mr. Good Bar, and let's go with uh, those Ferrero Rochers. Even though <laughs> okay. I mean they're not really classics, but they're there's not there's not Halloween candy. No, no one's handing those out. I mean I've gotten them though. They're, really? Yeah. And don't they like, easily no come open? No. Oh, I mean, no one's handing out. Yeah, you're right. You're no one's really handing them out. But I've had them during <laughs> Halloween though. But um, what are the other ones too? Like those little Lindors or Lind uh, Lints? Those little um, 
tr- those little truffles or whatever. Truffles, yeah. Those are fine. <laughs> those but, come uh, out of the packages so easily too. You just like you know, give it one little twist and it's yeah. popping out of the freaking floor. You're, you're not a butterscotch guy. Yeah, I'm not 80 years old, but yeah, I can I can mess with the butterscotch. <laughs> I can mess with the butterscotch every now and then. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think, man. Like, mm. Yeah. Because it's like it's just I mean if if you're really thinking what there's like not too many to choose from, right? Because you got the Reese's, Snickers, Twix, Kit Kat, and then it's just like Mr. Good Bar and like three musketeers and baby ruth's i mean those are like the classic classics right. i like the if you want to go with like non-chocolate i like the little packets of nerds i don't know why you just smarties yeah oh love, smarties too love smarties love smarties Even never been the- never been a big whopper guy the malt crunch ball um not really a, uh, the yeah, dude. I, I, I try to stay away from the stuff that gets in between my teeth, Rolos and dots and stuff. I try to stay away from the mm. ones that I have to like, you know, put my fingers in my mouth half the time I'm eating them. Caramel. So you're not a caramel guy. Although well, Rolos. Like, but I like caramel. Is, ooh, we can't, we didn't talk about Heath. Heath, well, dude. Because I like Heath. Milky Way and Snickers and that's just a little bit of caramel, you know, like that's not too right. much. Milky Way. I can't believe I forgot about that one. Although a polar swirl from, uh, dude. <laughs> Dude, Heath, uh, Heath Shake is one of the most underrated though. Heath is it's a the good, worst so, for you. Is that the worst like thing you can ever get at Baskin Robbins? Is a Heath oh. bar, large Heath bar milkshake is like calorie or fat wise. It's like the worst milkshake <laughs> you can possibly get. Fire. Uh, fire. Of course it is. Of course it is. But um. Swenson's boy. Swenson's. Remember Swenson's before it became Jurassic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Mark. That uh. That is that rounds out the sports, comic book, and Halloween candy discussions for episode 165. It's been a long one, I would say, after editing with music about an hour and 45, so about only like 10, 15 minutes longer than usual. But the sports just felt like it was an hour and 45. I'm seeing 225 here, bro. Well, that's on our Skype call, so not Uh, not on live. We've been live for just under two hours, but with everything just kind of kicking uh, back, I'd say about an hour and 45, hour and 50. But take us away for episode 165, sir. Let's take it away, ladies and gentlemen, comic bookie fans all over the globe. Thank you guys for joining us at 165. Um, Previewed a lot today. We got so much in. Sorry if we were a little long-winded, but we love delivering this stuff to you guys. We love talking about books and sports and MLB and whatnot, but there's so much to come up. Let us know who you guys like starting this Friday. Are you guys taking the Phillies like myself? Are you guys taking the uh, Houston Astros in five like Mr. Michael here? But nonetheless, uh, thank you guys. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying, you know, the middle part coming up here of this NFL season, NBA just beginning, like we always say, NHL also beginning. So let's have some fun. Let's have at it. Let's always stay safe. If you guys want to reach out to us, you guys always can on social media platforms at the comic bookies on Instagram and on Twitter. If you guys want to send us an email, you guys, somebody in your view, we can interview, talk to us, chit chat with us. Let's talk about it. Uh, the comic bookies at gmail.com to reach us there. And always to our beloved sponsor, treasure Island comics, Fremont, California. Thank you for always believing in us and giving us a great opportunity to share uh, books and our vision to the world out there. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 165. It's been great. And uh, take it away, Mike. Thank yes, you for sir, being yes, here, sir. brother. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely a good episode um, to round out the episode like we always do. Let's go ahead and no new countries the last couple of weeks. But as far as the United States is concerned, here is the top five areas. I believe the top five as far as from last week are the same, just a little bit of a shakeup. Of course, we have our San Francisco Bay Area people uh, downloading the most over the last 10 episodes. Uh, Medford and Klamath Falls up in Oregon. They must have not been too mad at me when I didn't know what state that was because they come in at number two. Sacramento, uh, the valley drops to number three. Washington, D.C. across the globe – or across the globe, across the United States is number four. And coming back to California with Los Angeles coming in at number three. Thank, thank you so much for always supporting us. We are live on YouTube right now, but you can also find us anywhere where you get your podcasts after we release this episode in about an hour from now. So hope everyone has a tremendous Halloween. Be safe. Have fun. Hopefully it doesn't rain like Mark said he it might. But for Sean, who will be back in two weeks, along with myself, uh, Mike, and Mark, this is the Convogies Podcast, episode 165. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics. And enjoy each other. Peace the hell out. Happy Halloween. Peace. And always enjoy each other. Don't forget, enjoy Martinsville. Enjoy the World Series coming up. And enjoy everything because Halloween is around the corner. And enjoy that as well. And once again, don't forget, pray for yay, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. We love you. Peace.